Good morning, and welcome to the Voice of Charity. I am Phil Zapeta here with my colleague Katie Breedeman. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Phil. Glad to have you here. We welcome all of you who are listening on WNDZ 750 AM, and all those who are tuning into our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. So we're here this morning to talk about Casa Catalina. How exciting. It's one of our most active and vibrant service centers for Catholic charities. It started on the 4500 block of Ashland Avenue in 1984 as a food pantry for the parishioners of Holy Cross Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish. And in 1990, the food pantry opened up to families in the community. And in August of 2005, Casa Catalina became a part of Catholic Charities. And people are served at Casa Catalina uh, based on the immediacy of their needs and their family size. They also must live within the boundary area enclosed by 35th and 51st Streets and Racine and California Avenues, although these boundaries were adjusted a bit uh, throughout the pandemic so that Casa Casa Catalina could basically serve anybody in need. Here to take us inside Casa Catalina and hear about all the great things happening each week there is Michelle Ramirez, who is Casa Catalina coordinator and an incredibly talented leader at Catholic Charities. Welcome, Michelle. All right, we're, 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 we're checking to see where uh, how we can get uh, Michelle uh, back into the program here. I could share with you, Phil, that sure. um, Michelle is recently a coordinator at Casa Catalina um, for many years. I believe it was at least 15 years. There was a wonderful um, sister named Sister Joellen Tumas, and we had her on the show um, before she retired last year, um, and she just talked about lovingly about how this food pantry literally started as an outreach uh, with the neighboring parish, and before you knew it, um, more uh, people were saying, oh gosh, you can expand and do client services. You can expand and do immigration and legal services. And so it really became this community hub of support. Uh, and it, all it did was just start as a food pantry. It was really inspiring to listen to Sister Joellen. You know, I, I, I think it, it's, it's emblematic of the way that so many Catholic Charities programs uh, lift up the entire human spirit. And, you know, it started as a food pantry, but they recognize that the needs of the community and those individuals that are coming to that location often go beyond the need for food, right? It's yeah. treating the entire uh, human spirit and, and recognizing exactly the programs that you were just talking about. What are their other needs that are, inferring, uh, that are interfering with them leading their lives and also causing this type of food insecurity? So it's that type of approach which really has helped people for, for decades now, um, overcome you know these barriers that that are just so simple to so many of us. Well, and I and I also think that uh, a key factor in its success is becoming part of Catholic Charities because, uh, as Sister Joellen mentioned to me, um, and I believe Michelle's going to expand on that today, uh, that being able to uh, to address people's needs um, not just through the services in Catalina, but our wide, expansive outreach of programs and services throughout the Catholic Charities Network. That's so huge to its success because uh, all of the coordinators there can, um, you know, just reach out on the phone and contact people throughout Catholic Charities to get the assistance they need. Yeah. Um, I think we might have Michelle back. We so, do. Yeah. Welcome, Michelle. There we are. Hi. How are you guys? Hey, Nothing good morning. Like difficulties. No problem at all. It's all right. We can, we can punt. 
It's all good. It's great to have you here. Um, Michelle, uh, Katie and I were just talking about the whole, you know, really treating the human spirit and the holistic services that are offered at, at Casa Catalina. Related to that, um, it, it, tell us what an, an, an average day or an average week might be like at, at, at Casa Catalina. I recognize that there is no necessarily average, but give us a snapshot and help us paint a picture of what that's like for you and, your, and the clients. Yeah, absolutely. So here at Casa Catalina, we're in back of the yards and our day starts as early as 730. Um, what we do a uh, day in the life of, of our, our troop here is um, we open up early to welcome and receive the greater food depository deliveries um, to ensure that we have food available for our clients that are coming in. Um, so we have we are staffed primarily by volunteers. We highly depend on our volunteers to get you know, this operation going. Um, so we start off by receiving the, the pallets of food. It can range from two pallets. And then on Wednesdays, for example, we can get up to 14 pallets of food, which in, uh, translates into about 17,000 pounds of food that we receive for a two week allotment. Um, so we're responsible for bringing that food in, those pallets in, organizing, the food, all the perishable and non-perishable items, stocking shelves, and kind of getting our pantry ready for um, welcoming clients in. Um, once we open our doors at 9.30, uh, we are, folks are, are welcomed by, uh, they check in, then they are escorted through our aisles with us while we accompany them. And it's a choice pantry, right? Um, we've moved away from just giving folks, you know, a bunch of things, a bunch of perishable, non-perishable items to now giving them a, a shopping experience. So we actually walk with them up and down the aisles and, you know, we introduce the product. If they want it, great. If they don't, they don't take it, which I think it's awesome, right? I think that gives some sort of, you know, that's, a, that's powerful for the client that's coming in, right? That they get to choose what they want. It's not necessarily what we want to give them, but they get to choose what they want to take home or what they need. Um, so yeah, so that's mainly our day. Um, we see approximately 250 uh, clients a week. Some days, you know, we see more. Other days, we see less. But on average, it's it's about 250 clients that we see. And so, Michelle, what would you say, obviously, uh, the ongoing supply of food is, is, is fundamentally important to fill that basic need in, in people's homes, but would you say that that continues to be the, the greatest concern, the clients are, are coming to Casa Catalina for the summer, or are there other, some, some other basic needs that, that you are helping uh, your, your team members prior, prioritize for the clients? Yeah, I'm primarily it's food, uh, food insecurity, right? Uh, we saw a shift just from May to June. We saw a jump of 200 more clients that came through our door. Folks are coming in uh, for food, really. On the, um, I would say 95% of folks that walk through our doors are coming in for food. Um, we saw that jump we attributed to children being out of school, right? So children are getting out of school now. So now they're at home, families are having to stretch their groceries, to stretch their dollar. Um, so we saw that big jump of 200 more clients in June than in May, and it stayed steady through July. And I, and I anticipate it'll stay steady to, through August, because again, kids are, are slowly returning to school now. They're not getting those two meals, breakfast and lunch at school now that they're at home. 
And so families are, are, are having to, again, stretch that those groceries out for longer, longer periods of time. Yeah, you're really experiencing, you know, that that summer hunger rush, um, you know, right there within the facility. You know, Michelle, are there are there times that you ever wonder whether or not you're going to have enough resources to meet these client needs? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's that's part of my anxiety as a coordinator here. Once, you know, we get food allotments every two weeks, right? Once that two week mark starts getting closer, we see our shelves kind of dwindling down. You know, we don't have enough produce. We don't have enough, you know, the the the, the staples, right? That folks come in looking for right. eggs, cheese, milk, rice, flour, sugar, beans. Those are things that get wiped out pretty quickly, right? And so it does produce some sort of anxiety, right? But I think part of um, my role here too is really to partner with other groups that are doing similar work and so in case we, we don't have something that folks need, we're able to refer out to another local pantry. And so we're able to work collaboratively in that way That's um, to try to take the load, the pressure off, you know, um, because it, it, it can create a lot of anxiety for me <laughs> to see the shelves empty. But we have such a great group here. We're also able to, you know, reach out to other Catholic charities pantries within our network, and they'll be more than happy to like to supply us with emergency food. So you mentioned that you work with the seven other uh, Catholic charities food pantries um, and the Chicago Food Depository. Can you share with us some of the, some of the other community par partners that you work with on a regular basis to not only you know, uh, help clients with their food insecurity, uh, but some of their other needs as well? Yes, absolutely. So again, Folks walk in for food, but as you're walking through the aisles with them, you know, you, you do small talk, right? You get to know what's happening and they, they're more than happy to share. And sometimes they're looking for other advice. We also refer a lot to our immigrant services within Catholic Charities. Folks come in looking for immigration services. Folks come looking in for housing services. Folks come in looking for alternative education, um, for employment, um, for, you know, diapers and formula, for parenting classes. I mean, you name it, we, you know, we refer out. If we don't have it in-house within our Catholic Charities Network, we do refer out. We refer out to, you know, um, Latinos Progresando out in Marshall Square or to the Resurrection Project out in Pilsen. Uh, I try, you know, again, we don't have to, what I tell folks here, sometimes they get overwhelmed because they're like, well, this person's coming for this and this and this issue. And, you know, we're, or we only have food. And I'm like, yes, but we're also a resource. Well, we don't, we can um, collaborate with other organizations who are doing that specific work and refer them out. Can you, um, talk so yes, little, can you talk a little bit about the new partnership that you brought to Catholic Charities yes. um, this year with Star Farm? Absolutely. I'm really excited about this, um, this new partnership that I brought along with my friend and colleague, Stephanie, over at Star Farm. Star Farm is a small urban agricultural farm uh, where they produce organic produce, right? And so um, we were able to coordinate between the Greater Chicago Food Depository as the administrator of this pilot program, us and Star Farm. So now on a weekly basis, what Star Farm is doing, they're bringing uh, 150 bunches of three, tri three types of uh, produce to us um, so that we can offer it to, to, to our clients. And so this is week three. Um, last week, they brought us some kale, beets, and some green beans. And 
you know, people were skeptical. They're like, oh, they're not going to take the beets, you know, or they're not going to take the kale. Well, let me tell you, those flew out our baskets. They were the first to go. So folks were really excited about that. And I'm really excited about offering fresh produce just because I think it's, it's, it livens up the groceries bags, right? Um, it's great to have non-perishable items, but there's something about giving folks fresh or offering them fresh produce that kind of makes their experience that much better. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to continuing this partnership with them as, um, as the weeks continue. Hey, Michelle, one last question before we, we throw it to break here. Um, let's talk about the, the boundaries of, of service delivery that, that, you, that, are, that were in place for clients but lifted with, with, the, with the pandemic. What's the geographic footprint of clients that you're seeing? And you know, how, how broad is that? Yeah, so we don't have boundaries. We continue to, to welcome anyone in the state, really. And just last week, I registered someone from Skokie. We have folks from Dalton. We have folks from Oak Park. I mean, we have folks from Cicero, right? Um, and again, you hear their stories. Some folks are tra- uh, part of the transient community, and other folks are just kind of making the move into the city because it's getting expensive to live in these other suburbs where they are. So yes, we are seeing, you know, uh, folks from really everywhere. Um, Hazelcrest, we had some folks from there, Dalton. Uh, yeah, so we're seeing a lot of folks from all over the state, really. That's remarkable. Well, Michelle, uh, we're so delighted to have you here with us today to take us inside Casa Catalina, this dynamic service center for Catholic charities. If you'll please bear with us, uh, we're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we return, we're going to continue our conversation with Michelle Ramirez. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. People always say, how can you spend your day with three-year-olds? Seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey 
and how they grow. This is a very rewarding job. Even though at the end of the day, we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say, my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning. Because really you are changing lives, you are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders, teach, Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States, and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Phil Zepeda here with my colleague, Katie Breedeman. We are talking to uh, the leader of CASA, Catalina. Michelle, welcome back to us. We're glad to have you here. Um, we were talking a little bit about the, the, the changes around geographic boundaries with, with COVID-19. Um, are there any operational changes that you saw that came about through the pandemic that, that are helpful uh, for the long run now that hopefully most of the, 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 the worst of the pandemic is behind us? We kind of limited the amount of people that we take in at a time um, into our space, right? We, we had, I, I believe it was seven people that can only be in the building, including volunteers. We've kind of remained more of a smaller group while people are shopping. What I think that gives folks, again, is that experience that they're shopping at a, a grocery store versus kind of rushing them in, rushing them out. Right. So I really like that. I really like that we take our time with each, with each client. You know, we escort them through the aisles. They take their time. We, you know, and again, it's, it's part of like getting to know the client as you're walking through the aisles. So I really, really like that. And I think we're going to continue that. I think it works. Um, it feels less stress on both the volunteer staff and the clients to be able to have, you know, more of a like shopping experience at our site. And I know, uh, Michelle, that some improvements were made to Casa Catalina, the, the building structure itself, back in 2020. Um, and our chaplain, Father Jerry Kelly, came out and did a beautiful blessing. I believe our live stream is showing a couple photos from that celebration. Um, can I ask, you know, now that a couple years has passed since then, do you still have in the back of your mind, you know, uh, um, and a continuous um, urge to keep seeing how things can be more efficient and how each space can be used, you know, in the most practical ways possible? <laughs> Or do you kind of feel like you're at maximum efficiency now? Yeah, so I've only been out here at, uh, for about two months, but I think, you know, uh, innovation, it's a continuous process, right? I think that the space is great. The way we're utilizing it right now, it works, but there's always room for improvement, right? And so I'm always eager to learn what other sites are doing, what other programs are doing, how are they navigating this system? How can we better 
you know, operationalize our system and improve it. So I think there's always room for improvement here. Absolutely. You know, uh, folks watching our live stream are seeing just a stream of, of photographs of the staff, the volunteers, the clients. So many people are smiling. You set a, such a wonderful uh, environment there for people to be lifted up when, you know, it can be very, you know, interesting or compromising sometimes. So that's just a, a wonderful, wonderful characteristic of, of Casa Catalina. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the families? Um, if you've got specific stories that are that are meaningful or endearing to you, um, staff, that, that you've come across, that your staff have come across that are memorable, that you can share. Yes, absolutely. So just recently, um, we, you know, a, a, a client came in, I'll call her Miss Kay. She's a teacher. Um, so she's a teacher and she was, she wanted to talk to the manager, right? Or the, the person in charge. So I came out, I was in the back restocking and, you know, she wanted to talk to me privately. So I took her into the office and we started talking. And so she, you know, she disclosed to me, you know, that she's a teacher. She's, um, I think, two years into her education kind of career, and she's going through a separation right now, and she just started at a new school, and she was just really embarrassed, she said, to, to be here and to ask for help and support, and, but she needed, she needed um, food. She needed, she has two little ones at home, and she's like, you know, I just started at this new school. I haven't gotten paid um, and I just, I just really, you know, she's like, I know I have a career and I know I have a job, but I really, I really need food. And I'm like, that's what we're here for. I, and I reassured her, you know, there, there's nothing to be ashamed of for coming here. And we have folks from all walks of life. You know, it, it does take a village. It does take everyone, you, you know, anyone in, in a precarious situation. It doesn't matter if you're an educator. It doesn't matter if you work at the grocery store at one point or another. That's what we're here for. And so she just needed to be heard at that moment, I think, and needed to be reassured that it's okay. It's okay. It's great that she's a teacher. It's great that she works in one of our community schools, but we all need help and support at one time. So that one, you know, that happened last week and, you know, she, I reassured her, it's okay. Enroll, we'll walk you through the process. Um, and she kept, she kept saying like, oh, I'm just going to come like this one time. I'm like, you know what, whether you come one time a month or one time a quarter, that's what we're here for, to support you in those moments where you feel stressed, um, where you feel like you need that support from the village. That's what we're here for. What a, what a wonderful story. And I think that you, you tapped on it so incredibly well. It's addressing that stigma that, that right. can come from, from these types of experiences for these individuals. And, you know, they, they might be at their, their lowest low and coming there, but you recognize that and you carry them along the way and you accompany them. In, the, in, in this experience of simply picking up groceries. How lovely, how meaningful. You're obviously so skilled at what you do, Michelle. And uh, yeah. everything that all of us do here at Catholic Charities is all about the clients and being there for them, where they're at, accompanying them on their journey. And that story that you just uh, described personifies that. So uh, it's really inspiring to hear that. Uh, you know, I know you mentioned that you've only been with Catholic Charities two months. Can you share with us a little bit about how you got involved in this work? Yes, absolutely. So I've only been here for about two, two and a half months, but I am definitely not a stranger to Catholic Charities. They're this community. I was actually a volunteer here 20 years ago when I was in high school. And that's how I started um, when this food pantry was under the hospice of Holy Cross Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish back on 46th and Honorary. 
I was a volunteer throughout high school and college. And we fast forward 20 years later, and here I am running this, this pantry that I once volunteered in. And I actually grew up right across the street from where Casa Catalina currently uh, resides. And so that's how I started here. And for me, it's kind of a full circle now that I get to come back and I get to run the food pantry where I once volunteered. Um, that experience really touched me, I think, and that kind of set forth what I was going to do as a professional. I am a social worker by trade. Um, and so that really set the tone, I think, for my volunteer experience, my professional um, experience and what I've done. And, and now I'm here. I'm here back in my community where I grew up with folks that I know, with folks that um, that remember me. There are still folks that, that, that have been coming for 20 plus years. Um, and they remember me. They're like, oh, I remember you were like, younger and 15 and i was like yes yes that was me that was me <laughs> you're probably seeing so, generations of families there yes ab exactly absolutely and there are some volunteers here that have been here 30 years right that they when they saw me walk through the door it was just like 20 years ago when i walked through the door with my backpack That's so wonderful. i'm really really honored to be here and really committed to supporting the work that you know sister joe ellen did for for a really long time so, uh, Michelle, you you talked about the a little bit about the anxiety that can that can uh, that can come about at the at the end of that two week span waiting for the next uh, shipment from the Greater Chicago Food Depository. What what else would you classify as is your greatest challenge that you have? Yeah. So one of the uh, other challenges that we also have is in terms of volunteers, right? We we operate and we depend on our volunteers, right? And so if we don't have volunteers we're kind of understaffed. And so, you know, we, we, that's another one of my anxieties when, you know, some of our volunteers don't show up and I know life happens and most of them are full, are very, very committed to the work that we're doing, but we're always looking for new volunteers. We're always seeking, you know, those folks that, that have a little bit of time that they want to give back and, and support. And we're, we're here to welcome them and, you know, uh, I guarantee them that their experience is going to be, it's going to be very fulfilling. So let's help you beat that drum. If people want to get involved as a volunteer, um, how, how do they go about doing that? Yes, absolutely. So there is a volunteer portal on our Catholic Charities website where you can sign in for a time slot and commit to coming in. That's exactly it. It's up on the, on the screen right now. Um, and they're currently updating it. Uh, because some days run out, we're, we're full on certain days, but we're always looking for volunteers. So if you have time, extra time that you'd want to come out and help and 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 uh, have a fulfilling experience with us, I welcome you. That's that's wonderful. And again, Casa Catalina is located at 4537 South Ashland Avenue in Chicago. Also, so visit catholiccharities.net. That will take you to our volunteer portal. Or give uh, Michelle or a member of her team a call at 773-376-9425. Michelle, I know you mentioned Sister Joellen Tumas, and she I had the pleasure of meeting her as well. What, a, what an inspiration she is. Um, when she was retiring, I know she said she was going to still try and be one of your regular volunteers. Has that been able to happen? Yes. So she just recently returned. Actually, around the time that I started on here, she came on board and so she comes once a month to help out 
um, with administrative work, with any, honestly, anything that I need. It's wonderful. She is such a great coach, you know, in this transition. So yes, she still comes and I'm very happy to have her here. Michelle, you've been such a great guest. Thank you so much. We'd love to have you back uh, at some point soon and telling more stories about uh, what's going on inside Casa Catalina. I also applaud you, Michelle, and all your team members uh, for all you've accomplished during the pandemic. Your ongoing service to client needs is truly remarkable and inspiring. Thanks again. I agree with Phil. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you, you so much. You as well. And we invite all of you back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedeman with Phil Zapeta, and we thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities.